Hey guys, and welcome to On to D with me, the show where we discuss all things Walt Disney World and Disney Cruise Line. I'm Jeremy Overstreet, and I'm excited you have tuned in today. Hey, I've got a great show lined up for you. So hey, let's dive in, and I'll see you on the other side. So again, guys, welcome to today's show. I am so thankful for you, that you are tuning in with us today, and I'm really excited because today we are starting a journey. This is the pilot episode, yes, the first episode of On to D with me. I tell you, this is something that I've been looking at doing for several months now and trying to figure out exactly the direction that I want to go with it and how I want it to be. Um, And finally just decided, hey, we've got a general direction. We've got some general goals. So let's just dive in and let's let's just see what happens. So if you're tuning in today, welcome to the first episode of On to D with me. Again, let me introduce myself. I am Jeremy Overstreet. Uh, I am an independent, excuse me, independent travel agent with Mickey World Travel. Mickey World Travel is a platinum level authorized Disney vacation planner. You pay no extra by using a, a travel agent such as myself to book a Disney destination vacation. Uh, so, hey, I would love to help you book and plan you and your family's next Disney vacation. Uh, you can reach out to me at jeremyo at mickeyworldtravel.com. That is my email. Or on Facebook, you can find me at mickeyworldtravel slash Jeremy Overstreet. And again, I would love to be able to help you and your family plan and book your next Disney vacation, whether that be Walt Disney World or Disney Cruise Line. So hey, we're going to dive into today's episode. Today's episode, we're looking at just a general overview of Walt Disney World, okay? And over the next few weeks, we're going to be diving more into each section, such as the parks, the rides that are in them, the restaurants that are in them, uh, each in uh, resort levels, and just a little bit of what uh, what those what those offer. But today is just a general overview, all right? Because if, if you were like me, you don't know, or if you have been like me, you don't know all the things that Walt Disney World offers, okay? Because again, if you're like me, you don't go yearly. You don't go every few months, a couple of times a year. You go maybe every couple of years, maybe once a decade, or maybe you've gone one time or you haven't been and you're planning a trip for some time down the road because you'd like to at least go one time. So if you're anything, if you are anything like me, when you go on those trips, you try to pack as much of those rides in as you can. All right. But there's so many levels to Walt Disney World. There's so many extras out there. And most of them I myself have not experienced. So we're going to look at them together today and over the next few weeks. I have been to Disney World um, probably eight to ten times, I would say. I might be a little over-exaggerating there. Um, We'll say six to ten, just to be a little on the safe side. Um, Between around 2004-2005 to our most recent Walt Disney World trip, which was back in March of 2022, we took uh, our daughter's senior trip 
Uh, she picked Walt Disney World, so we went to Walt Disney World for five days. Um, and we've been on one Disney cruise, the Disney Dream, out of Port Canaveral. Our oldest daughter's um, senior trip was a Disney cruise. And so we did a three-night cruise out of Port Canaveral, again, on the Disney Dream. Um, and we're looking at going again uh, in August, actually, for our oldest daughter's wedding. She will be getting married on the Disney Wish out of Port Canaveral. So we're very, very excited about that. Um, but again, most of you guys are like me. Only been um, maybe a handful of times, maybe once or twice. So, but we're going to dive in today to a lot of the extras that are out there. Um, just kind of what is offered because Walt Disney World is a huge place, as most of you know. I mean, you could you could book a seven day trip, all right, just a solid week, and go nonstop and still not see and witness and take part in everything that Walt Disney World has to offer. So, hey, I tell you what, let's dive right on in to an overview of Walt Disney World, okay? Uh, So, here we go. Walt Disney World is made up of four main theme parks, and we're going to look at those a little bit in detail, um, just a little bit here in, in in a moment. So, we've got four main theme parks. We've, Walt Disney World has two water parks. I myself haven't experienced either one of these water parks, but I have been doing some research on them and kind of looking at them and, and would love to to maybe take a day uh, on a future trip to be able to to take part in one of them. Because what what, what we do on a, on a trip, okay, is that if we plan a five-day trip, most of the time, one of those days is either going to be a resort day where we just kind of catch up, we take a break, um, catch our breath, um, or maybe we we take an extra day to go to one of the parks. So you know, maybe down the road, I can we can look at maybe one of these um, water parks. But Dis- Walt Disney World has two. They are Disney's Typhoon Lagoon and Disney's Blizzard Beach, which is currently closed for refurbishments, um, and we'll be getting an opening reopening date um, at some point down the road. So, four main theme parks, two water parks, several shopping, dining, entertainment, and recreation venues. All right. Disney Springs used to be called Downtown Disney, but now it's Disney Springs. A wonderful nightlife atmosphere. It's open during the day, opens a little later um, in, the, in the day. Uh, I'm going to say maybe around 10 or 11 o'clock in the morning is when it opens, but it stays open later than most of the parks. Um, but it's a great shopping, dining, entertainment district. Um, lots of restaurants, lots of shopping, um, and lots of just wonderful things, that you know, extra things that you're able to do there, uh, like rent a, a little boat to ride. Um, there's a hot air balloon there that you're able to take, and then there's some bowling, there's a movie theater, you know, so it's just a great entertainment district. Now, on the weekends, definitely Fridays, Saturdays, this this place can get packed. You can be shoulder-to-shoulder walking around uh, Disney Springs, but every time we go, we experience Disney Springs. How we kind of do is when we start, most of the time we don't start in a park on the day that we arrive. We don't get a park ticket for that day. We just go to Disney Springs. Um, and we just walk around, get us a bite to eat, walk into a few of the stores. I always, we always stop by the, hol- the 
uh, the Christmas store uh, and normally get uh, an ornament to kind of just bring back with us uh, for the trip, just kind of a, of a memento and souvenir that we can look at every year when we put up our Christmas tree. Um, but again, a great place for dining um, and shopping. And again, in a further, a little later episode down the road, we'll look at Disney Springs a little more in detail. Uh, another shopping and dining experience that's not as crazy um, or as busy um, is Disney's Boardwalk. They've got a little, you know, they've got a few places to eat, a little bit of shopping. Maybe a little bit of entertainment, nothing, nothing crazy. Um, a little more relaxed, and um, I've I've been to Disney's Boardwalk once or twice. Um, so a great place just to walk around, just be able to catch your breath, take in some scenery, you know, not have to worry about the the crowds as much at Disney's Boardwalk. And then you've got ESPN's Wide World of Sports. Um, I myself have never been here. Um, I have friends who have been here. I have family who have been in this area for different reasons. Um, but a huge, huge uh, area in Walt Disney World dedicated to a lot of sporting events and venues and things like that. So that's your shopping, your dining, your entertainment, and your recreation. Uh, also, Walt Disney World has four golf courses. Okay, four golf courses. 18 hole golf courses and then two miniature golf courses or we like or as we like to call it putt-putt again these are things I have not experienced I haven't gone to play golf I have actually not played golf in years I know most of y'all probably don't care but I have not played golf in a lot of years maybe one day we'll look at picking it back up um, but do I do like a little putt-putt a little miniature golf but um, haven't been it to one in Walt Disney World, um, but maybe one day we'll take a look at maybe going to one of those uh, miniature courses. Um, I do get a little bit competitive um, at miniature golf, so there you go. Now, Walt Disney World also consists of roughly 31 on-site resorts, 21 of which are Disney-owned and operated, and the other roughly 10 are owned by private non-Disney hospitality companies. And in, a, in a, a few weeks, we'll be taking the resorts category and we'll be really diving into those um, and a lot more in, in detail. But to kind of wrap up today's show, we're going to be looking at uh, a little bit of detail on those four main theme parks and then a few of the resorts, just kind of naming them and let you know what's out there. Um, so again, Walt Disney World consists of four main theme parks and all four of those theme parks have a famous icon. Okay. And I'm giving you these in order of years that they were opening, uh, or the years they opened. Uh, and then I'm going to tell you my favorite park. Um, some of you probably already know it. Some of you probably don't. Um, so these are in order of years that they opened. Obviously, first you have the Magic Kingdom, opened in 1971. And the famous icon that goes with Magic Kingdom is obviously Cinderella's Castle. Man, there's nothing like walking into the main entrance, getting to the front of Main Street, looking all the way down, and there's Cinderella's Castle. I mean, it will give grown men goosebumps, especially, especially 
when you go with your family and if you have little ones, just to watch their jaws drop, to be able to see Cinderella's castle, and to be able to walk up to, uh, walk towards it and take pictures in front of it. Um, a truly, truly great um, experience there. Next is Epcot. Epcot opened in 1982. And the famous icon for Epcot, Spaceship Earth, which also is a ride. Not the most thrilling of rides, but if you know me, you know I'm not a huge roller coaster person. I don't like a lot of dips and turns and all of that stuff. I just, I'm a wimp. I'll go ahead and just toss it out there. I'm a wimp. Um, Spaceship Earth is a great ride to get on to take maybe 10, 12, 15 minutes you're in the shade, you're inside. If it's hot outside, you got some air conditioning, you're able to get off your feet for a little bit because most of us, if not all of us, know you're walking at Walt Disney World. You are doing a lot of walking. So this is a great ride to be able to just get in the air conditioning. Um, maybe if there's some weather coming through, you can get out of it for 10, 15 minutes because we all know Florida, they've got those pop-up thunderstorms. Um, and so... Most of the time, if you get on a ride like this, you're in, you're out, storm's gone, you can continue about your day. But Epcot opened in 1982. Next is Hollywood Studios, which opened in 1989. And the famous icon for here is, yep, the Hollywood Tower of Terror. I personally have not ridden it. I don't have plans of riding it either, so I can't tell you anything about this ride other than I have watched a YouTube video of how it looks and how it goes. And that's good enough for me. <laughs> but again, Hollywood Studios opened in 1989. And the Hollywood Tower of Terror is the famous icon there. And then finally, you've got Animal Kingdom, which opened in 1998. And the famous icon here is the Tree of Life. Another great icon to just walk in and to be able to just to the entrance of Animal Kingdom and just be able to see the Tree of Life right there and all of the animals that are carved into the base of it. Um, so, yeah, there you go, Animal Kingdom, 1998. And out of the four parks, can you guess which one is my favorite? If you can't, I'm going to tell you. Animal Kingdom. I absolutely love Animal Kingdom. That is my all-time favorite park. I'm an animal person. Um, I enjoy going on the rides. I enjoy just walking around and being outside, more of a, of a nature-type setting. Um, and the great thing about Animal Kingdom, and this is me personally, is a lot of people use Animal Kingdom as a park hopper day. Um, they'll hit Animal Kingdom in the morning because as of right now, Animal Kingdom doesn't have the most rides. It only has uh, a few rides. It doesn't have near as many as, as the other parks do. Uh, and as far as some shows and stuff, um, uh, you know, a lot of those end early evening time and then the park closes a lot earlier um, than than the other parks do. So a lot of people make this their morning park and then around the park hopper time, um, they will go to another park um, to finish out their day. So a lot of times in the afternoon, early evening, uh, the crowd is way down in Animal Kingdom. But there again, some of the entertainment, like the live uh, Lion King show, some of the other things um, have kind of, they've stopped for the evening. And so there's only a few rides that are open um, 
but again, that's my favorite. I mean, when we went back in 2022, man, this was our first park day. I mean, five, six o'clock in the afternoon, there's parts of the park that we're walking around and there's nobody. It's just quiet. It's peaceful. It's relaxing. We didn't do park hopper this past time when we went. We just wanted to take each day to just fully enjoy one park. Um, and so it was just nice to be able to walk around after a busy morning of trying to, of getting some rides in and all of that and all the walking around just to be able to just kind of catch our breath again um, and to prepare ourselves for the, for the rest of, of the trip. Now, again, starting next week, um, we're going to be taking each individual park and we're going to be diving into those parks from the rides that are available at, at the parks, the uh, dining that is available at the parks, and uh, maybe some of the extras like entertainment and, and parades and things, cavalcades and things like that, that take place at those parks. But that's your four main Disney theme parks. Now we're going to move into Walt Disney World Resorts. And again, I said there are about 21 that are Disney owned and operated. Now, when we're looking at Walt Disney World Resorts, Walt Disney World Resorts are broken down into four tiers, okay? You've got your value resorts, you've got your moderate resorts, you've got deluxe resorts, and then deluxe villas. Now, we're going to be looking at these, not in a lot of detail, but just the resorts that are in each of those categories and each of those tiers. But just go ahead and know that the deluxe villas are mainly there for Disney Vacation Club members. Um, you can go through a, a middleman site um, to be able to book those types of villas. And when I say villas, I mean we're looking at anywhere from a studio that sleeps four, maybe five, up to a grand three-bedroom um, villa. So there you go. But here's the four tiers, okay? We've got value, moderate, deluxe, and deluxe villas. Let's look at the resorts that are in each of those categories okay value resorts there are six value resorts all right you have disney's all-star movies disney's all-star music and disney's all-star sports resort now these are three individual resorts but they are in the same area um one right after the other uh i myself have stayed at sports once maybe twice um, and then All-Star Music a few times um, as well. Wonderful resort. Now, look, when we're talking about value resorts, obviously we're talking about lowest, lowest in price. But just because you're paying the lowest in price doesn't mean that you're missing out on the Disney theming, the Disney experience. These resorts, these resorts still have wonderful theming, places to eat, pools to play in, um, and, I mean, transportation that you can take. So you're not missing out on the Disney experience, okay? You're not just missing out on what everything that, uh, that Walt Disney World has to offer as far as customer service is concerned. Um, just because it's lower in price doesn't mean that you're missing out in that, in that area. Uh, and then you have Disney's Pop Century Resort, and Disney's Art of Animation Resort. And then also tossed in here is uh, is the camp, I, I guess the campgrounds um, at Fort Wilderness Resort. That's kind of classified in here. What that is is you can bring an RV, maybe pop a tent, 
pitch a tent, I should say, um, and uh, camp out uh, at Fort Wilderness's uh, Fort Wilderness's campground. I guess I'll spit it out here in just a moment. So that's the six in the value resorts. Now, real quick before we go into the moderate resorts, the great thing about Walt Disney World is that when you book an on-site resort, when you book one of these resorts, when you get there, you park your car, and you never have to get back in it until you go to So that is one of the great things that is provided to you by Walt Disney World is complimentary transportation. All right, so we're going to move on to moderate resorts, and there's about four or five in the moderate resort category. Again, you're going a little, you're going a little bit higher in price, um, but there's some extra things and some things that are tossed out here in the moderate category. That in future shows we will we will take a look at those. So in the moderate. Uh, category you've got the cabins at Fort Wilderness Resort Campground you've got Disney's Caribbean Beach Resort you've got Disney's Coronado Springs Resort as well as Disney's Port Orleans Resort which is one resort broken into two you've got the French Quarter and the Riverside now um the Port Orleans Resort is one that's a bucket list of my wife's. I know she would really like to stay there, and we've looked at it a few times, so hopefully one day in the future um, we will be able to stay there. Oh, and I completely forgot, uh, back in 2022 when we went, we stayed at Disney's Art of Animation, which was a value resort, but it's upper-level value resorts. So it's a little more in price. Um, man, we absolutely loved it. Absolutely loved it, um, staying at the Art of Animation resort um so just tossing that bit of information there for you so there's your moderate disney world resorts right there the cabins at fort wilderness disney's caribbean beach disney's coronado springs and then disney's port orleans french quarter and riverside now we're moving to disney's deluxe resorts and there's eight in this category now again we're moving up to deluxe, so you're going up a little hot. You're going up more in price, but you're the amenities that are available to you and some extra things that are available to you um, just are. We will name them in a future show, um, but there's a lot. There's a few more things that are available to you once you get up into the deluxe resort um, tier. So here we go: Disney's Animal Kingdom Lodge. We'll begin off this list, and we've got Disney's Beach Club Resort, Disney's Boardwalk Inn, Disney's Contemporary Resort, Disney's Grand Floridian Resort and Spa, Disney's Polynesian Village Resort, Disney's Wilderness Lodge, and Disney's Yacht Club Resort. So those are your deluxe Disney World hotels. Um, Again, some things change a little bit here. You get a few more options for transportation. Your food options expand a little bit um, in these resorts. Um, haven't stayed at any of these. Would love to stay at a couple of them. I know one of my bucket list ones is Disney's Animal Kingdom Lodge. Man, I'll tell you, I would love to stay at this resort and just be able to just sit on the balcony and watch some animals out there on the Savannah um, but I know I'll get in trouble because I probably won't want to leave my room 
for this for this one right here. All right, and then moving to Disney Deluxe World Villas. Um, now again, most of these, if not all of them, are open to Disney Vacation Club members only. So you've got Disney's Animal Kingdom Lodge Villas. You've got Bay Lake Tower at Disney's Contemporary Resort. Disney's Beach Club Villas. Disney Boardwalk Villas. Boulder Ridge Villas at Disney's Wilderness Lodge. Copper Creek Villas and Cabins at Disney's Wilderness Lodge. The Villas at Disney's Grand Floridian Resort and Spa. Disney's Old Key West Resort. Disney's Polynesian Villas and Bungalows. Disney's Riviera Resort. And then Disney's Saratoga Springs Resort and Spa. So there you have it, guys. That's your 21 Disney Resorts um, for you right there. Again, um, after we look at the four parks in in more detail, we'll move on to the end, to all four tiers of the resorts and we'll dive into those the the options that are available for you the amenities that are available um and things like that so we'll be we'll be breaking down those all together so hey that's today's show again thank you so much for tuning in i do greatly appreciate all of you who are listening today hey one of the ways that that you can help me out is by sharing this podcast uh with family and friends and then also hey Book your next Disney day, Disney destination vacation with me. Again, Jeremy O at MickeyWorldTravel.com or reach out to me on Facebook, MickeyWorldTravel slash Jeremy Overstreet. Hey, and until next time, guys, hope you have a magical day. See ya.